0: All right, Children's Church, you are dismissed. Children's Church workers, if you'll meet them out there. Parents, if you have not signed them in, uh, got a tag for them, uh, please go with them, sign them in on the computer, get a tag for them so that you have one for you to claim them at the end of the morning. Uh, for those of you uh, uh, others, uh, let me just make a note that uh, we have our 23 uh, leaders and officers um, um, nomination Report out there for you to pick up as you're going out, one per family if you would. If we run out, we'll have more out there next week, but these are there for you to begin to peruse through. Make sure if your name is on there, you've agreed to that position because once we vote in December, you're it. Tag your it, just so you know. So you might want to make sure you get one of those. Make sure you haven't been volunteered for something you didn't sign up for. All right, so that's important. All right. All right, for the rest of you that are staying in here with me, I know we've been uh, going through the book of Jonah, but I wanted to take a little detour. I wanted us to go and talk about some Thanksgiving issues this week uh, because of the fact that we're tying it into a baptism. Uh, So if you would, go to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 26. I want us to read the first 11 verses of Deuteronomy chapter 26 together. And as we do, as we honor the reading of the word of the Lord, uh, we want to hear what God has to say for for us and to us this morning. So Deuteronomy chapter 26, that's the Old Testament, um, so first few books of the Bible you'll find it. So let's stand together as we honor the reading of the word of the Lord. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 26, thank you. And it says, "And it shall be when thou art come into the land which the Lord has thy God giveth thee, an inheritance, and possess it, and dwelleth therein, that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruits of the earth which the, thou shalt bring of thy land that the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shall put it in a basket, and shall go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place His name there." And thou shalt go up unto the priest, and and shall be in those days, and say unto him, I possess this day unto the Lord thy God, and am come unto thy country, which the Lord sware unto the fathers for to give us. And the priest shall take the basket out of thine hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, Assyrian, ready to perish, was my father. And he went down into Egypt and sojourned with a few and became there a nation, great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptian evil entreated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. And when we had cried out unto the Lord God our Father, the Lord heard our voice and looked upon our affliction and the labor of our oppression. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with great uh, Troubleness and signs and with wonders, and, and was brought up into this place, and has given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which the Lord has given me, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship before the Lord thy God, and thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God has given unto thee and unto thine house thou and the Levite and the stranger that is among you. Lord, we thank you for uh, the instruction of the word of the Lord on, on bringing an offering unto the Lord, bringing a thanksgiving offering unto the Lord. And we come this morning asking that, Lord, as we come in the spirit of thanksgiving, Lord, setting the time and the season so that we wouldn't just one day a year, but, Lord, we would be people for our thanksgiving and our thankfulness and a heart that is filled with the joy of the Lord. And Father, as we have been blessed by you, Lord, we're thankful that you have made a way for us to give back. And, and Lord, we talked about it this morning in the fact that through the gifts of the Lord and the generosity of his people, we have paid off the mortgage that was upon this place. Lord, for your glory and honor, we praise you and thank you for all that you've done for us. Now, Lord, for this morning, we ask that the Holy Spirit would continue to speak to us and through us, through your word. Let thy word speak out now, we pray, and may the spirit of the Lord fall upon us and move us in accordance with thy will, O Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. All right, to harvest crops is to bring them in, out of the cold and the storms, harvesting is a sheltering, a keeping and growing is done in a celebration at the end of the year. In the Old Testament, the harvest was observed by the feast of Sukkah, of the Feast of the Booths. These feasts was a reminder of God's bountiful goodness and blessings of God's provision in the lives of His people. And we celebrate Thanksgiving Even today, we continue to remember that our forefathers gathered together to give thanks for the bounty of the land. But this morning, we not only want to give thanks for the bounty of the Lord, we want to give thanks for the souls of the Lord. We're thankful today for every soul that belongs to Christ that is in this place. But we're going to celebrate today in thanksgiving for the the souls that have made their statement of faith and have come today for believers' baptism. They have come unto the Lord, and they are offering themselves unto the Lord as a sacrifice of praise. And we're thankful for that. So this Thanksgiving, as farmers and families are giving thanks for the bountiful yield, as in the days of old, we pause and ask ourselves a few questions. What in our lives, by divine divine grace, has been safely gathered in, sheltered from the storms of life? What relationships has God restored in our lives this year that we are thankful for? What financial difficulties has God been gracious to resolve and to help us in this year? What health problems has the Lord been gracious to give us the grace to get through this year? And as you think upon those things, I want you to watch this video. And as it speaks to the heart of the reason that we ought to be thankful...
1: Today I lift my eyes to the heavens heavens. and count count my my blessings. blessings. I think think of all my needs that were met met today. Clothes clothes on on my back. back. A
0: place place to to lie lie down down tonight. tonight.
1: Nothing Nothing miraculous miraculous or 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 shattering. Just the small things that help keep me going day after day. Thank you, God. I have food on my table. Help to get me through the day. Good memories I've shared. All the beauty that makes life special. Thank you, God. I'm blessed by what I can see and touch. What I can feel in the moment. But Lord, you transcend feelings and moments.
2: You sacrificed your life so that I could see beyond what's under my feet and over my head.
1: <sighs> Thank you, God.
2: That kind of love keeps my heart free.
1: During seasons where peace is hard to come by, Even when I can't see or touch a blessing. I know I can close my eyes and say, thank you, God. I've I've lost a lot this year. Things I worked hard for. Dreams I was sure were going to come true. People I never wanted to say goodbye to. I walked a hard path of trial. and pain and despair. But I never walked it alone. Even now, I can say, thank you, God. Because no matter what is set before me, dark valleys or green pastures, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And when this life is over, I'll dwell with you in your house forever. So I just want to stop and tell you, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.
0: Now, I'm sure that some of you are saying yes. Oh, yes. I've got so much to thank God for. He's done so much this year. To those of you that are celebrating, we say amen. But while we celebrate, others may be walking a different path. Maybe they're in that time of waiting. Maybe they're in that time of mourning. They're asking themselves, how long, O Lord, shall I have to endure? How long shall I have to walk this path? If that's your situation, we want to encourage you to not grow discouraged, but to know that you do not walk it alone. That our Heavenly Father promises that He will walk through it with you. But I want to promise you that you have a church family that will walk through it with you. Psalms 125, verse 6 promises, those who go out weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. As we begin this year, I asked you to begin thinking about this year as being a year of rebuilding, a year of looking at bringing back the sheaves bringing in as COVID and and lockdowns and other things took people away that will never come back we have asked you to go out and to pray and to ask others to come and I want you to know that I look out over the congregation and though I still see some empty seats that I didn't see before I want you to know I see a lot of faces that I didn't see before and this year we were blessed in our vacation Bible school to experience the of those that have given their life to the Lord and, and, and through the fact that we have gone out sowing the seed with tears, weeping before the Lord, saying, God, there are lost people out there in need of you. Today, we stand rejoicing that God is bringing in his children. He is so good to us. In one translation, the Psalm 125 is subtitled, A Harvest of Joy. Because if the seed we sow is according to God's command, then it is fed and watered by God's faithfulness and love not our own. We will each reap the harvest of joy, but not in our time, but in God's time. Not in our ways, but in God's ways.
1: Not in our
0: rate of growth, but in God's. Some take longer and bear fruit later than others. But no matter how long it takes, I want to assure you, church, our God is in the business of bringing in the sheaves. He is in the business of healing and restoring for the work of Christ. He is still in the soul-saving business. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 10 it encourages us, whosoever ploughs should plough in hope, and whosoever threshes should thresh in hope of a shared in crop. So we can plough and we can thresh and hope because God is the fulfiller of all promises. God is the source of all good gifts. Now that's a reason to be thankful. So today I want us just to consider very quickly three reasons to be thankful this season, this day, today. A reason to be thankful is remembering that God is the source of all good things. When we think about what God has blessed us with, when we think about what God has done for us, what God has given us, He is the source of all of those things. The ability to give thanks to God for, with a joyful heart begins in recognizing that God is the source of all that we have. All of the good that has been bestowed upon us through His children is from Him. James reminds us of that in James chapter 1 and verse 17 because he says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is a gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light in whom there is no variable, neither shadow of turning. Remembering what God has done for us, what God has made possible, remembering the mercifulness of our God, God reminds us that Our gratitude is not a gratitude of self-gratitude, but a gratitude of God's graciousness. Rather, the writer of Deuteronomy teaches us to remember. To remember. It's the first step in thankfulness. It's real easy to think about what we're going through today and forgetting about what God has given us in the past. But he reminds us not to just look at our problems today, but look at his faithfulness of the past. Remember the goodness of the Lord. Remember the faithfulness of the Lord. Remember the love of the Lord. Remember His goodness to you. And when we do, when we remember what God has done, the one who is faithful and the one who provides, the one who has given to us, giving thanks helps us to remember who is in charge. Let me give you a hint. It's not any of us. Giving thanks helps us to remember that God is the landowner and we are the stewards of all that we possess. Human nature hasn't changed much since the days of the ancient Israelites. Human beings still feel the need to pat ourselves on the back when we think things are going well. But we blame God when we think they're going wrong. The Bible warns us, however, not to forget that God is God and He alone is the source of all that we have and all that we are and all that is to come. Because of this, it is our spiritual duty to share in God's gifts and our blessings with others. Let me just remind you that God doesn't give us what He gives us so that we can hoard it away for ourselves. He blesses us so that we might be a blessing unto others. This Thanksgiving season, look around and see that there are many opportunities for you to bless others. Let me just speak of a few real quick. There's opportunities for you to provide a meal for a family that doesn't have the means in which to provide meals. There is an opportunity for you to buy a gift for a child in our county that may not have Christmas without the gift and generosity of someone else. You can get those little red cards from uh, Miss Joyce Borchardt. She gets them from the association where up to a thousand kids will be helped with Christmas this year because of the generosity of people. Or on the way out of the church today, you will find a, a, on your left-hand side of going out the door, there are some Samaritan shoe boxes. You can pick up one of those empty boxes and you can take it to the dollar store or to the store and you can fill it up with all kinds of goodies for a child. Somewhere else in the world that you will never see nor meet, but yet you can be a blessing too bring it back this coming Sunday and then we'll distribute it to Samaritan's Purse so they can send it to wherever God has intended for it to go. The truth is I could continue to go on all morning and talk about opportunities that we can take the blessings that God has bestowed upon us and share them with others. There is a pamphlet out there that uh, talks about uh, keeping others warm this winter. An opportunity for, for us to give monetarily to help uh, folks in our county to make sure that people who are going to be struggling for heat sources this year will have a means to be able to uh, have heat in their homes. Again, there are endless opportunities for us to say, Lord, thank you for the bountiful blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Let me be a blessing to someone else. remember, All of our good gifts come from our good Father. The second reason that we want to be thankful today is sharing God's gifts and blessings with others. Few farmers hoard what they have harvested. Jesus tells us about one, and it didn't end well with him. In Luke chapter 12, I want to read you the story in verses 16 through 21. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundance of harvest. And though he said to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my old barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store up my surplus grain. And I will say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, you fool. For this night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how we uh, will be with whosoever stores up things for themselves, but not rich towards God. They must part with the crops so that both they and their neighbors may eat. As Christians, we can't hold on to what our God has given to us to bless others. Psalms 24 declares, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. And if everything that we have really belongs to God, how can we not share what God's things with those whom God has created, loved, and from those whom God has sent us to minister to? Paul emphasized that it is God who makes it possible for us to be generous with others as God has been with us. And so through our generosity, our thankfulness to God and our abounding love for Him, all the more we have opportunity to be generous. But did you know that a generosity, a generous spirit is vital to the Christian discipline? Not only do we need to thank God but we also need to express appreciation to one another. Thank someone today for who they are, for what part they have played in your life. What good things have they added to you? We are called to be generous not only with our stuff, but with our words. We are to be generous with our thanks and to give others the kindness and love that God has bestowed upon us. In thoughtfulness, compassion, and self-sacrifice, may we express to others what God has expressed to us. It is these traits uh, uh, of Jesus that we need to offer abundantly to one another. We have so much for which to give thanks. Sharing in God's generosity with others is the very act of giving thanks. We give thanks every time that we take an extra can or two of veggies in the grocery store and we put it in the box that feeds the hungry in our county. We give thanks when we take that shoebox or we give to Lottie Moon or Annie Armstrong so the missionaries that we support can go out into the mission field and do the work and share the gospel so that others can come to Christ so that there they can experience the joy of the Lord and see in the baptism because God has reached into the hearts and lives of those that have not heard but yet now have received Jesus Christ as Savior. We give thanks today because he is not only winning the world around us, but he is winning people right here, right around us. And because of his faithfulness to to take the gospel message into the heart of those who will receive, we are here today to be thankful for the generosity of our God. So as we give thanks every time that we pass the plate or we go by the offering plate and we drop in whatever it is that the Lord has given us to give to Him, we are reminded that giving thanks is sharing God's blessings with others so that God's blessings can continue to touch others. A third reason that we need to be thankful this morning is to be thankfulness comes from thanking God with a joyful heart. I hope that today that you're not just thanking God because others are thanking God. I hope today that you're thanking God because there is something deep within you that wells up within you like a spring of living water that has to overflow out of your well. We've all heard it says that God loves a cheerful giver, right? Right? Unfortunately, we preachers have a tendency of picking the part of the verse that we think that will, 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 will prick your heart the most. But you know what? The truth is we need to read the entirety of that verse because you know what? There is never truly a cheerful heart if, if we are forced to do it. But listen to what Paul said to the Corinthian church and he speaks to each and every one of us today. Each one of you must... Make up your mind, not reluctantly or not under compulsion, but God loves a cheerful giver. What the Apostle Paul is saying, don't let somebody else force you to say thanks. Let that which you have chosen in your heart to swell up in you and say, I can't but help but be cheerful. And my giving of thanks, my giving of tithes, my giving of help, my giving of this and that is not because someone has forced but because God has poured into me and overflowed out of me and out of his overflow I want to pour out unto you. May that be the heart of God's people. We too are compelled to to make up our minds to offer what we have with a joyful heart. If we thank God out of bitterness or conceit, we're not thanking God. We thank God out of sheer joy or having received abundant blessings from God is where true joy comes from. Our God is an abundant God offering abundant life to all who will receive. As a matter of fact, John 10, 10 reminds us that I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. God didn't just come to give us a a ration of life as a believer. He didn't come sparingly. he came come pouring His abundance into us so that out of that abundance that God pours into us, we pour out onto the world with our thanks and our praise. All too often, I'm afraid the world looks into the church and hears us grumbling and complaining instead of praising and thanking God. We, the church should be the happiest people on the planet. We have all of the offerings and blessings of God at our disposal. Our God is a gracious God and who has come to give us an abundant life. We need only to open our eyes and our hearts to hear his invitation to receive that abundant life And when we accept God's gracious offer of everlasting life, we come to the place where we, the people, celebrate with the angels in rejoicing that God has brought forth another soul. And we learn the joy of the Lord that comes from the deep, deep within that bubbles up and wells up and overflows with thanksgiving. So this season... In this time, as we have seen and experienced the hand of God, give thanks with a joyful heart, now and always. Today, we have so much to be thankful for. We all have many opportunities to express that by picking up a shoebox, by offering a donation to keep... Ash County Warm, by picking up a, a red ticket and buying a gift, or, or going by one of the many Christmas trees that will have an a elderly person's name on it with an opportunity for us to buy a gift to say, we love you. Folks, we have many opportunities as God's children to show forth the blessings of God. Let us do it with a joyful heart. But today as a church, we are thankful that God has, has called two more folks into his family and has called them to step forward for believer's baptism. May we continue to be reminded that a thankful heart creates thankfulness thankfulness leads to thanksgiving. So if you want to be ready for Thanksgiving this year, have a thankful heart. It will lead you to be thankful. It will lead to true Thanksgiving. So at this time, I'm going to ask our two candidates to come forward. Um, meet me up here, if you would, please, before you transition to where you're going to be. Eric, if you'll stand right over there. I'll start over here with Derek. Derek has made this profession of faith, but we're just going to uh, reiterate that today. Derek, have you asked Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. Is he living in there today? Yes. Are you willing and wanting to be baptized and follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Amen. With that, my friends, Derek is ready to be baptized. And I think of what the, uh, um, you know, the scripture says, there's water. What hinders us? Nothing. So Derek is going to be baptized by Brother Josh today. Pastor Josh is going to baptize him. Then I want to introduce you to a new lady that some of you have seen. She's been here for the last few weeks. Uh, Jamie has moved to our area, reached out by email, and we have conversed and we have talked and I've listened to her testimony. What a blessing of a testimony that she has. Jamie Johnson has come today to... Share with you that she too has asked Jesus into her heart. But Jamie, you've asked Jesus into your heart. Yes. You want to follow him in believers' baptism and become a member here and serve the Lord faithfully here. Amen. And uh, as Jamie comes today making that testimony of faith again, uh, church, what say you? All in favor of her being baptized and becoming a part of our body of Christ? Signify by saying amen. 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 Any opposed? like sign? Of course not. So these are our two candidates for today. And so Jamie, I'm going to ask you. you go over there to my right, grab your stuff, go over there, and then Carlene's going to go in there and make sure the doors are locked for you so that you feel comfortable uh, and all that. And then uh, Derek will be the first one to baptize. be baptized, and then I'll call you in. Okay? And if you go grab your stuff, Derek, you've got your stuff back here or is it there? All right, you go on over there. Uh, Ron is going to come and lead you, or Sound room is going to lead us in some music. Uh, we're going to have a transition to music, so give us a minute to, to uh, get set up. And uh, then we will uh, open the, the screen and uh, share in a time of Believer's Baptism together.
2: that was shed at Calvary's cross. And the only thing that makes that possible is the faith in Him and what He's done that applies it to us and grants us salvation. It's been said that it's better to bow the knee in humble humble submission and obedience to Jesus now than to be forced to bow the knee in judgment. And church, as you know, Derek has come today because he has bowed the knee to Jesus Christ in humble obedience and service. And so I'm going to ask him to Step in the Lord's of baptism with me. I brought my swimming gear. <laughs> well, as you know, folks, Derek has come today because Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior. And he has decided to follow Jesus in believers' baptism in the vein of what Christ has said. And with that today is my great privilege and pleasure to baptize you, now my brother in Christ, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in baptism, and raised to walk <laughs> In scripture, when you save somebody, your faith has made you well. Go and sin no more.
0: You know, as a pastor, there's probably no greater joy than when we lead someone to the Lord. But the second greatest joy is when we get to participate in uh, walking with them in that life of discipleship, walking in, in believers' baptism, and then watching them grow in Christ. You know what a joy it's been to be able to be here long enough to be able to see folks not only, not only come to Christ and then follow in believers' baptism, but watch them grow. And that's my desire, that God will give us that continual process. That as we have uh, helped them to grow, they will then go and tell others and help them to grow. So Jamie, if you'll come forward. As Jamie comes to the water of baptism today, because she has asked Jesus Christ as her Savior and as her Lord, uh, she has come today willing to say to you, uh, she stands before you today representing what God has done for her. He came, he died, he rose again. So that she could stand here today in the waters of baptism testifying to you that there was a time when she was living for herself. She was was controlling all things, but surrendered her life to the worship of Jesus Christ. Christ came in and lives within her heart. And now she is dying to self so that she can be raised again in newness of life. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.